Hey, this is Jeffrey Rickman. I uh, wanted to do a brief recording on developments in the central conferences. I don't know if I'm going to be doing a lot of reporting on this afterwards, but this happened in the last few days, and uh, I know a number of people have interest in these developments, especially as it pertains to ongoing racism within the United Methodist Church. There's a long-standing issue of Methodists, United Methodists outside of the continental United States being treated very differently than people within the United States. And a lot of that's built into the system. In the United States, we have jurisdictional conferences. Outside of the United States, we have what are called central conferences. Uh, bishops of the central conferences are paid differently than bishops of the jurisdictional conferences. Um, it was announced last year that while jurisdictional conferences could designate new bishops to replace all the retiring ones, that uh, central conferences could not. If you saw my interview with uh, Bishop Johanna that was released earlier today, he uh, talked about how it is that even though he has a huge Episcopal area with just shy of a million United Methodists, he alone is responsible for all of it, and that's because of the unequal, different treatment of bishops uh, inside and outside of the United States. Um, there was, there has been a question about if paragraph 2553 can be used for disaffiliation outside uh, of the U.S. in the central conferences, and this is going to deal with that particular topic because the other day a letter was sent to, um, oh shucks, that's not going to work, is it? Oh yes, it is. Here we go. It was sent by Thomas Bickerton to the bishops of the Philippines, Bishop Akdal, Estrella, and Pinet. Forgive me for not pronouncing those right. Now, it's a, it's a brief letter, so I'll just read it. Dear friends, in response to your request, I'm writing to inform you that the provisions of paragraph 2553 of the 2016 United Methodist Book of Discipline are not applicable to or within the central conferences of our United Methodist Church. The only paragraph that a local church within the central conferences can consider in pursuing a different relationship with the United Methodist Church is paragraph 572 entitled Becoming an Autonomous Methodist Affiliated Autonomous Methodist or Affiliated United Church from Central Conferences. This is a very extensive process and is detailed within that paragraph. The bishops throughout our Central Conferences are in agreement with this interpretation that paragraph 2553 is not operational within the central conferences and cannot be utilized. I continue to lift each of you to God in my daily thoughts and prayers. The journey continues. Thomas Bickerton, he is the president of the Council of Bishops. And you see that's on his official letterhead. And I'm sorry, I don't, uh, I don't have a scan. I only have someone took a picture of this. So that... Uh, seems to speak pretty clearly. This is obviously in response to a query that the bishops in the Philippines have issued. Now, um, one of the things that's odd about this is that typically these kinds of legal, legal jurisdictional or uh, juridical uh, procedural things are submitted to the Judicial Council, not the Council of Bishops. This is really odd that the Council of Bishops is making pronouncements about how the Book of Discipline can be interpreted. Um, what did the Philippine bishops do about this? 
they issued this letter a few days later. You'll see this is on the 27th. And um, it says, To the people called United Methodists in the Philippines, greetings of grace and peace in the most precious name of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. In light of questions on the interpretation of the previous uh, provisions of paragraph 2553 passed by the 2019 session of the General Conference, the Philippines Central Conference, PCC, we're going to use that in a bit, College of Bishops requested the Council of Bishops through its president, Bickerton, to issue an official statement on this matter. So it says they did not ask the jurisdictional conference, they asked the Council of Bishops. That's odd. Bishop Bickerton's letter is printed at the back of the circular. He states that the provisions of paragraph 2553 of the 2016 Book of Discipline are not applicable to or operational within the Central Conferences of our United Methodist Church. All Central Conference bishops in our worldwide connection are in agreement on this. Amendments made by the 2019 General Conference in paragraph 543.17 will explain the reason for this. To wit, legislation passed at the 2019 called session of the General Conference shall not take effect in Central Conferences until 12 months after the close of the 2020 General Conference in order to afford the necessary time to organize a Central Conference and to make such rules and regulations for the administration of the work within their boundaries. That portion, even though it sounds boring, I think is the key here. And I find it very strange that this portion is not highlighted in Bishop Bickerton's letter, this is from the Filipino bishops. Okay, so, and here's the explanatory portion. Since the 2020 General Conference was postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic and no subsequent regular session of the PCC was held, paragraph 2553 will be operable in the PCC 12 months after the close of the 2024 General Conference, which Judicial Council has ruled to be the postponed 2020 General Conference. The 2024 regular session of the PCC will decide on the necessary adaptation and applicable rules and regulations for the implementation of the provisions of paragraph 2553. Therefore, any action by PCC local churches related to disaffiliation using paragraph 2553 prior to May 2025 will be ruled out of order. We trust that God's infinite wisdom and grace will continue to guide us in discerning God's best plea for the United Methodist church. So that was the language of the Filipino bishops, and um, it, it outlines or uh, kind of explains the rationale for Bishop Bickerton's ruling on behalf of the Council of Bishops that uh, central conferences cannot use it according, uh, according to them. It corresponds to some language at the last general conference, which was held in 2019. They just shoved all this le legislation through and couldn't amend it because they, were, they ran out of time. Um, when they did this, the, the rationale was 2553 would be enacted immediately, and then it would take the central conferences another year to uh, be able to work with it. But what's happened is the, the following year, general conference was postponed. So paragraph 2553 has been in use this entire time, and yet the central conferences, even though they were supposed to get their chance a year later, they didn't get their chance because of COVID. So we're sitting here uh, three years later, and they still can't use it. Meanwhile, um, I've been talking with a bunch of people in Africa, United Methodists, and there are a lot of people that just want to shake loose. You know, as, as tired as we are, 
of uh, this antagonism within the United States, a lot of people abroad are just tired of the constant politicking and campaigning, and um, they, they just want to be set loose. Um, if you've been watching any of my interviews that I've been doing with uh, African United Methodist leaders, you'll see that some of them want to stay, a lot of them want to go, and what's at issue is not a sympathy with our uh, liberal uh, theology, but uh, an appreciation for the missional monies and uh, efforts that are done from us to them. And uh, those monies have been used as weapons sometimes, withdrawing them whenever they speak publicly on things that we don't like. It's also been used as a great blessing, and so many are inclined to maintain the connection with American liberals, even though they don't agree with them. Um, the, the Christmas conference, Christmas covenant, has been promoted by many to allow for a, a separation where we can have different books of discipline across the connection according to different uh, which continent you're on usually, and that will allow everybody to stay together in some sense. They can still claim to be a global church, and uh, the liberals can do what they want in America, and the conservatives in Africa can keep things as they want, and there will ostensibly still be money flowing back and forth. But there will still probably... I mean, from the looks of it, um, the Christmas Covenant does end the difference between central conferences and jurisdictional conferences. It's supposed to promote equity, but it's being promoted by the same people who are utilizing the different structures right now to main the maintain the status quo. Now, the thing I'm, I'm inferring here, I'm going to say explicitly now, is because they are not allowing central conferences to leave, they can make claims that aren't really... Um, accurate about uh, whether or not the the desire to leave the denomination and join the global Methodist Church is a fringe movement. So there are a lot of people representing the institution that say, look, not that many churches want to go. Not many people are interested in leaving. So I, I came up with, a, there's just a pie chart that I saw pop up on Facebook this morning. It says, whoever did this, it, it looks nice. It says, Staying United Methodist Church Worldwide 2023, there's only 1.8 thousand disaffiliated and only 1.1 thousand of those have joined the GMC. And then it says within the whole worldwide movement uh, denomination, there are uh, uh, 41.5 thousand er, uh, congregations. That means 95.8% of them are staying. Now what's misleading about that is most of them can't leave. More than half of the churches in the denomination are in Africa, and because of this Council of Bishops statement, they can't leave. Now on WhatsApp, I'm a part of some African groups, one of which has been point posting a lot of pictures lately of African guys in Global Methodist uh, Church shirts. Um, it seems like a lot of them are already jumping ship. I think these are in the DRC because they're speaking French, and I don't know French. But the thing is, we can say there's not a lot of interest, but in actuality, what's actually the case is we have a very convoluted, difficult process for exit that costs a lot of money when you're in the United States. And when you're outside of the United States, there is literally no provision now for you to exit the denomination right now. So they can say, oh, only, you know, 5% want to leave. When in actuality, I mean, nobody's studying this. Nobody's calling around from church to church. Nobody is, uh, the, the last study done on how United Methodists felt theologically was done before the COVID pandemic by US, uh, UM News. 
Um, and that determined that a large majority, well, 60% of the church was either conservative or moderate conservative, um, not far left liberal, like is uh, currently um, taking leadership in uh, the American UMC. And the reason, if you don't know why I'm making that claim, you need to look back on the analysis I did on the judicial councils, no, no, jurisdictional conferences where pretty much every single one in America adopted very far left-leaning uh legislation that that are signaling that there's going to be a big sea change at general conference in 2024. So it's all about the rhetoric. It's all about what the BUMC, stay UMC folks can say. They can say right now, look, the the percentage of the United Methodist churches that that have actually begun disaffiliation process or disaffiliated, really statistically very small. And they're going to, to make that sound like it's indicative that not many people are interested. Most everybody is really pretty happy in the United Methodist Church. And I, I don't think that's an honest way to talk about it. I think the reality is that a, a far larger number, a, a huge percentage of local churches would like to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church if it wasn't so costly monetarily and if the power structures would allow them to. What we're looking at is a huge, uh, somewhat covert, somewhat overt, coercive measure to not let churches leave that otherwise want to leave. And so I know a lot of people are not happy with that characterization, uh, but just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not true. So um, if you're watching this, if you know something I don't, you understand something I don't, please leave it in the comments. I want to be right on this stuff. I want to do some some additional reporting on some judgments, uh, decisions made by the Judicial Council. Um, but I'm not smart enough about those things. I need to read about them more. Um, I'm also going to be looking into some American annual conferences that are supposedly using another disciplinary provision to allow people to exit after the close of 2023 when paragraph 2553 will expire. I hope I got all those numbers <laughs> right in my head. But supposedly there, there will be other provisions put in place for local churches to disaffiliate if they want to, even after paragraph 2553 sunsets. I don't know if that's a real thing or not, so I need to do some research, but I'll, I'll try and report that later. So anyway, hope you enjoyed this update. Uh, pray for the central conferences and their leadership as they try to guide United Methodists there through um, whatever path they need to go through to be faithful. So thanks for tuning in. See you later.